Hey everyone, welcome to Workforce Gaming. I am Brad, here all by myself uh, to talk about Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth spoilers. Doug's normally with me. He keeps claiming he will eventually play all of these. He's been saying that for years. I don't believe him. But regardless, he didn't want to hear all the spoilers because he has not touched Infinite Wealth. What we're here to do is to kind of just talk about the incredible, amazing, greatest of the Yakuza series things that happen in Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. So going to kind of run through the story. We'll talk about characters, talk about some side moments, um, and talk about where things go for Like a Dragon post Infinite Wealth a little bit. I'm not going to try I'm not going to try and do a whole recap and talk on every single moment, just kind of some of the ones that really stood out to me. Complete spoilers, chapter 1 through the finale. Some of the side stuff I didn't 100% this by any means yet. To start with, I just kind of want to go through the overall story cuz I think that's kind of a good way to kind of hit the moments as they build. I'm a big believer that all of the Yakuza Judgment Like a Dragon games really build to about a 50% moment somewhere between 50% two thirds somewhere in that range is where these things just go off so I feel like you spend kind of half the game kind of slowly building there and then just go crazy so I'm not going to spend every second in all the little things but let's just start with the beginning I love how this plays out three years later but feeling like directly after uh seven just because of how the great disillusion has completely changed this world where before we're seeing these yakuza's powerful people we're seeing them kind of in all facets of society and now it's kasuga sitting there at a hello workbench uh desk just sitting there going all right maybe i can find you some work but we gotta be kind of hush hush about it everything's kind of played underneath um and i love the idea of this him deciding how can i give back to this community how can i help these people and he's looked at as the hero of Yokohama. I think that's just a great spot for him to start just from the way that he interacts with people, the way that he treats people. And I think what this game really made me solidify is that he is who they wanted Kiryu to be. Kiryu was always this like hardened Yakuza with a heart of gold, like that's really going to go. And, you know, he really just wants to help his orphanage. But I think with Ichiban, we really see that more specifically from the get-go we see that like yes he is in the yakuza yes he's done some things but deep down he's just there because that's just like kiryu that's who he was kind of raised by and that's where he came from but i think that with ichiban especially in this they kind of do a better job of just pushing him directly out of that really quick and i think seven did that and i think here we see that like okay he has this connection he has this understanding who these people are but he knows that there's good in these people and how can we help them take that step from there. So I think it's just a very interesting way to start this game because it is just such a simple, easy idea of what to do with this. How are the, where are the Yakuza themselves as that's been such a central player in these games for the past 20 years, just as much as Kiryu has, how are these people handling this monumentous change that happened at the end of seven? So Great start here. I love that we start in Yokohama before we get to Hawaii. That threw me off initially. I thought this was going to be Hawaii, Hawaii, Hawaii. So seeing Yokohama right away, jumping right in there back to a familiar spot is one of the great things about this series is just these familiar spots that you get to know and love. So being back there right away, I think just also kind of breathe that like, okay, we're still in like a dragon we're still in yakuza we're not throwing away what's behind us to jump to hawaii and be all goofy and silly we still got that there moving on a little bit 
I think this game also is weirdest in that it starts with this devastating moment. The first date with Sachan and how that goes for Ichiban is just insane. It's this perfect moment of like this guy who just, he doesn't know what to do in this moment and just goes for it. And it's just like reckless abandonment, just that like reckless passion of, I love this person. I don't know how to convey that. I don't know what the norms are for that. I don't know what I should do in this situation. And just the rejection. And they talk about like, oh no, she just walks away and just blanket ignores him for months on end. And it's just this so devastating thing. It feels like that cringy, like the office parks and rec, like that time, that type of humor where it's just like, you're just meant to like sit and go, I don't know if I like this. Is this funny? Is this good? And it's just, it's such an interesting place again to start with and just to kind of see where our characters from seven are at and just the, the ranting on and on about how I will do all of this for you and I'll take care of this and this, 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 and just, we'll get to it later. But Kiryu talks about it. Like, just say, I love you. Like, that's what you want to do here. Just do it. And it's just so crazy that it just, or so crazy and just, it's so fitting to just kind of this kind of goofy, dumb, lovable guy that Ichiban is that he's just like, can't get to that point. He's like, no, but this, but this, oh, and this. And it's just, it's so, so, so good. So we get to why we meet up with Kiryu. We're going and finding people. Kiryu's cancer becomes a big thing right away. I don't know how I felt about this. It kind of felt out of nowhere almost a little bit, just because again, we saw a lot of Kiryu and Gaiden, which takes place. I don't know the timeline exactly, but I mean, obviously there are scenes of Kiryu in spoilers for that. And there'll be some spoilers from some other Yakuza games, but you see Kiryu in Hawaii and some of the final scenes there. So in my mind, it's taking place, you know, a couple of weeks later and we just had this huge Kiryu centric thing and there's no mention of it. Now here, this is as kind of his driving motivation for what he's doing is to kind of have this like one last shot. And like, this is all I know. This is who I am. I really think it's interesting because the Yakuza series worked so hard to get Kiryu from just hard nosed Yakuza to this guy who loves nothing more than his orphanage. And just the scene in, um, in Gaiden where he breaks down over the pictures of them and them at the grave sites are just, it's one of the most impactful moments I've had in a game. So just, I feel like then he gets this cancer diagnosis and it just kind of resets him back to like, no, I'm here. I'm going to do this. This is who I am. This is what I need to do. It's it. It's the job. And then I'm gone. It's just, it's, it's very interesting. I don't, I still don't quite know how I feel about it. I love the redemption story that you kind of get at the end where he's, you know, kind of going back to getting the treatments that he needs and trying to take care of himself that way in the hospital. So I like there's some redemption in it. It just, I still don't quite know how I liked about that for, for Kiryu, especially being kind of that early sign there. And then just kind of, it kind of felt like it came and went as the game went on. I feel like there were scenes where Kiryu was like, oh my gosh, like I can't do this anymore. Um, specifically there's a scene shortly after maybe a chapter or two later where he's coughing up blood and you have to run away from him because he's like i'm just gonna make my last stand here and this is all i've got and then you go on and it's like okay but you know three days later he's back in there you know running fighting doing all the other stuff but it, it just kind of felt like this back and forth of like is he really weakened down because of this where is he at with this so i can go either way i like it as a big picture idea i don't necessarily know if the beat to beat moments were what I would have thought and liked from that. The other thing with early Hawaii, and I'll get way more positive. I, like I said, I absolutely love this game. I think it's flawless, but I think just some of the intro stuff, the first five to 10 hours, I think is probably the weakest part of this game, just with some of the buildup and things. Our gang buildup, just the way that it kind of, it just didn't feel like any, it, you kept getting these conversations about how these gangs are just these 
crazy things and they're so terrifying and they're so terrible. And then you kind of just go through and you just kind of waltz through them. And then they're over and this fellow like, goes kind of like, okay, what's going on? What's going on? Like, why are these things so quick? Until we get to the introduction of Bryce as overseer and we find out that, oh, no, 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 no. We're all secretly just these lowly, pathetic things compared to this guy. Um, and I think when you kind of start to see Bryce, you're like, okay, just kind of this nice guy. And again, it kind of reflects... And it's, a, and it's a kind of a Yakuza staple. We get this guy working at this orphanage who just wants to take care of these kids. And it turns out, oh, no, he's a he's a giant dick and an asshole. Like, you get the kind of early indications that there's some cult stuff. And I think that was a great change for the series of, okay, we've kind of pushed the Yakuza to the side now. We need something to step up. Ooh, what if it's like a crazy cult? And I think just kind of all that stuff of how that kind of all kind of came tumbling in around the story of... Lonnie and trying to get her and her being the true sage of uh, Palkana. It just, it worked really, really well to kind of all of a sudden have this big momentous figure creep in after, you know, four, five, six chapters of these apparently intimidating game gangs that really weren't all that intimidating once you actually kind of get to slowly go through there. And it's like, oh, it's just, it's, it's Dwight in a penthouse. Okay. That's it. We're done. We're cool. We're moving on. There's no, all right, cool. So I really like Bryce. Um, we'll kind of talk about him a little bit more when we get to specific characters, but just kind of the scenes of him opening up and just kind of being introduced, and then you kind of realize who he is, and he kind of tries to threaten them all, and he said, there's a lot of cool cult stuff that I really like with that, which I think, again, is just an interesting take for the series. Uh, right around this time, we get the vision that Kiryu has of um, Lani and Haruka kind of coming together. And kind of making that comparison. And I liked this because I feel like it finally really does cure you that motivation. Like, oh, no, no. We're back to me finding this girl. And we're back to me needing to be able to take care of this girl. Which, again, harkens way back to all of the early Yakuza games. That was, you know, kind of the driving motivation for a lot of things that he did uh, in 1 and 2 specifically and then you know of course she's a major factor in a lot of his decision making throughout the series but i think just that kind of cements they use it as a great scene to cement like his reason for doing all of this and then he kind of uses that throughout because i think before that you just kind of had the like oh yeah the government faction they're kind of telling me to do this if i don't do this they're going to do some blackmail on me and they've got all this kind of stuff and they're holding the orphanage hostage and those are all good things but i think that made it personal for kiryu and i think that's where you really see him kind of step up and go like no 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 this shit's going down and then when he ends up going back to Yokohama and we kind of slowly get, okay, here's our Yakuza angle getting added back in here because we can't go too far without having that Yakuza angle tossed in. We get uh, the Siryu clan. And I love, love, love that it's like, we're going back to Kamurocho. We're going back to Tojo clan headquarters. We're going back to these iconic sets that are there. The Tojo clan headquarters in particular, um, again, feels really familiar. We've done so many things there over the past 20 years. But when you go to the, se- the room with all the chairs where the, all the meetings were, and you see him sitting in that chair at the end, and Q just walks up to Abina and is just like, you need to get out the fucking chair. You don't belong there. You don't deserve that chair. Is just incredible. It was one of those moments of just like, ho, 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 ho. And, and, you know, he's, of course, doing like, oh, you're the fourth chairman, fourth chairman. I get it, I get it, I get it. And just that moment just kind of gave me like the shit's going to go down. You get out of the chair right now. You don't do so well done. I loved that moment as he was doing that. And then we get kind of the setup part of our VTuber, the Tathra channel outing Kiryu. And of course has some things with Ichiban earlier. 
and I like the idea of like Kiryu's been dead and everybody just thinks he's dead and he's just kind of this mythical legendary figure that people are kind of aware of and because they don't know the true Kiryu and they don't know about the orphanage and all this stuff that he's done all the good has kind of been hush hush behind Tojo clan stuff it's like oh no no clearly he is at Tojo clan headquarters he is here to resurrect the Tojo clan he's pissed about it all falling apart and he is here now to come and take it back and it's such a cool angle to go through of like blackmail there of like just okay if you saw this guy still looks like a yakuza still clearly interacting with yakuza still doing these things going back to this place makes sense right like these people were pissed like a lot of people knew that okay all the yakuza are having troubles with this that ichiban was helping out earlier what are we going to do to help these people? Well, he's going to resurrect the Tojo clan and they're going to come back to power because they regret what they did because they're seeing all these things and they're seeing the Siryu clan come in and kind of take the take their territory and go, well, no, 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 no. This is ours. Get out my chair. And just the way that's out, I like, ironically, sitting here talking on YouTube, the way that these VTubers kind of played into it. It was like, okay, it's this really cool way to 2024 a lot of this stuff because, oh yeah, like so much of this stuff was done in secret and hush hush and all that other stuff in the early 2000s, in the late 90s, where the series starts. But now, like, people are going to figure this shit out. There's cameras everywhere. People do all this stuff. They're going to figure it out. Uh, I just thought that was a really cool angle, and especially um, we'll get to where Chi-Chan comes in and all that stuff later on and how she is obviously doing this and um, the Siri Clan's role in that and Abina's role in that. It's just really, really well done. Um, so just to kind of transition back to our our hawaii side of the story here right around here is where you get the big blackmail scene and you get all the revelations happening and i think this was the big this is one of those big turning points in the game for me where it's like okay no this is this is one of my favorite ones i think this might be and yakuza is kind of uh like a dragon is kind of the known stereotypical like okay you're gonna have this guy double cross this guy who's gonna double cross this guy who's pretending to be this guy who's gonna triple cross this guy who it turns out the whole time was actually doing this and he was a bad guy but was he a good and you kind of get that throughout the series and it's kind of just atypical for the series now i do think that the scene in the headquarters there was one of the best they've ever done when we find out that eg is actually blackmailing chitose and this whole thing as tatra channel and he's faking being crippled and he's secretly working for the yakuza and i think there's just the scene where he's kind of laughing at ichiban and like this is you're pathetic dude like you saw me in a wheelchair and you instantly assumed i needed your help and i couldn't do anything and you just instantly assumed we're best buds and you just instantly you're just you're so trusting and good natured it's just it was laughably easy to trick you and it's just it, i liked that part because it is kind of the character of him is just still and you see it in this with um several other characters you saw it in seven where he's just like all right yeah we fought no, I believe you're a good guy. I beat you. You're a good guy. You're going to come with, right? You you got it, right? We're cool. We're cool. Okay. And you're like, that that dude was leading a, was a captain in the Yakuza. And now some we're just best buds because you think he's, you think he learned his lesson. And I just think that it's kind of this good payoff to like, okay, that's not always the case, right? Sometimes these people don't just instantly go, eh, I will atone for my sins. And I think atonement is kind of a major key factor in this game as the main story, but just, I, I love it. It's just so good. Just the way that they play um, EG's character from going from like, just this like 
mild manner like oh bon voyage like just super nice calm cool collected to like (laughs) laughing in your face like shouting at you and then just the crazy shootout where people are getting killed left and right honestly i don't even remember his name but he was the leader blanking on his name the leader of one of the gangs is in there and you're like okay he's probably gonna join our parties nope just shot here like he's literally just in there and just get shot the leader of the daijo faction is in there he's just gonna he gets shot like just the whole world goes to shit in that moment it's so well done and it comes out of nowhere and you get two characters between chi chan revealing that she's actually tatara channel at that point and eg blackmailing her that you get these two major major characters who you've put a lot of trust in over the prior 15 20 hours at this point to just go on like no 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 this is this is it um and you kind of see the two responses there with eg kind of like doubling down and going haha no let's get out of here let's book it back to japan we got this we're done we're set we found lani we got what we need out of you we're ditching you and chi chan just kind of going like well I don't know. Like, I can I help you? Can I not help you? Like, I've been doing this for so long. I don't know. It just it's very, very intense in that moment of just seeing the two dichotomies of like, well, can I be forgiven? Can I not again coming back to that atonement theme? And can I still help you all? Because I still really want to help this girl. But clearly, I've betrayed all of your trust the whole time. So we'll talk about it more with side stuff. But to jump back over to Japan, I absolutely knew it was coming but still really enjoyed it. You got to get the classics in here. We had to get Majima, Daigo, Sajima. Um, We had to find them, of course. So, of course, Kiryu's like, well, we got to get some help. Let's go. Let's go get the boys. Like, let's go get these guys. We need help kind of really like figuring out the stuff. You guys can stand up there and talk about, you know, kind of the way Syria clan's doing this. And, you know, if it's me, you three, like we are like the top of the top of the tojo clan for the last 20 years everyone knows us like if you guys just come down and help us we got this and they've kind of clearly tried to do some things over the years that just didn't work out and they talk about it and they're just kind of so like disillusioned about the whole thing they're like no like even us these powerful figures like the, the rest of the world just sees us as extra They we can't do anything why would we help we can't do anything we're just stuck here so we're just gonna live out our lives sitting in this little camp and call it a day in the middle of nowhere um, just really interesting scene. Of course we have to fight him because, you know, why the hell aren't you going to help me? Well, then let's fight. Let's do this. Always fun to get those legacy characters tossed in here. I think the series has always done a good job of kind of embodying a lot of those things without forcing you to know hours and hours of backstory, but still kind of getting the purpose of who these people are and just seeing those three names, you know, chairman of the Tojo clan, captain of this kind of like pop up and then the fight happening. Great fight. Loved it. Just a really, again, another really cool moment. So now we get kind of towards the ending here of the story, just kind of a walk through here. The Yakuza trying to kind of go, okay, no, 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 we're not the Yakuza. We're actually a nonprofit. We're, we're Bleach Japan again. Like, that's what we're doing. We're just trying to help Japan out. Great callback to Seven, kind of a group that kind of seemed like it was just kind of on the edge and just was a one and dunner, and we kind of brought it back here. Um, and then that, of course, kind of coming together and revealing this whole nuclear waste thing. I always love the weird, like, shadow government secret things that are underneath the surface um in these you know uh, i think it's six is the giant ass submarine that like is just there off the coast just all these weird little things that we kind of have to sprinkle in to really make this like not just a yakuza thing but like a world ending event potentially so bleach japan and palcana just these two you know nice little groups coming together just to to hold up nuclear waste of all things just 
Really, really weird. When we finally get the crew back together, we get all, what is it, 10 party members or so. Um, Lonnie, everybody just kind of hanging out at the homeless camp. Um, just a really good scene there. I really liked being able to see the crew just kind of be able to kind of take a breath. It's going down. All right. It was a great lead into kind of that point of no return moment of, all right, shit's about to go down, but let's take a breather. Let's pause. And we'll see what happens next. You have some good conversations. There's a conversation with Kiryu up at the top where he kind of talks you through some of like, just say, I love you, dumbass stuff. And you got to get, you know, the, you find a psycho and are just like, hey, like, just when we're done, don't die. We'll come back and we'll talk. I think I figured it out. And she kind of does like, well, you know, I'm kind of sorry for ignoring you for all this time. Let's talk when this is over. So you get some good moments there, too. So we split. We got uh, Ichiban going back to Hawaii. I like when you get to um, the island. It wasn't just, it clearly wasn't just this murderous, like, death cult. You kind of had the, you, you very quickly saw the two sides because you start out, you get there, and of course you have the cultists coming to try and fight you and kill you. And after like three or four fights, then you just get to this village where these people are just nice, like, oh, who are you? You're not supposed to be out here. Like, come in and help us, help us, help us. And I think that does a good job of reminding you back to the opening when you first meet Bryce, who's just a guy working in an orphanage. He just leads the orphanage. Everybody loves him. He's trying to help. He's talking you through, like, oh, can you go get down to the food bank? You're doing all these, like, just great, you know, helpful, non-profity, you know, just humanitarian aid things. And that's kind of what you get when you start meeting, like, the people in this little town for a second. It's like, oh, yeah, like, go up there. We'll help you. We'll patch you up. I can't believe, like, what happened? Oh, my goodness. And then, of course, they come and burn the cabin down and try to kill you again. It's just... I love that kind of that, that that dichotomy there. I think it plays up the cult aspect a lot of just there's good happening here. And that's why people are drawn to it. But at the same time, underneath this is what Bryce's real ultimate goal is and who these people really are. Um, so we go through <laughs> the, the giant ass cave full of nuclear waste just made me laugh. It was just one of those things where it's just like, this is so ridiculous. Like there are, you know, a million just random cans of nuclear waste in here this is just it's, it's one of those so over the top things that i just you just have to laugh it's it's a great little again big old submarine half a mile off the coast that type of thing where it's just like okay come on this is funny i also like that you know you finally beat bryce and he sits down and it's just like no but I don't think you realize this. Every government in the world's on this. I got these people coming to me. I got these people coming to me. You beat me. Fine. Whatever. We're just going to keep doing this. It doesn't matter. And then you get the phone. Chitashi gets out the phone and it's just like, oh, no, no. Hi, everybody. And like puts on the, the Tartaro channel voice. And it's just kind of like talking through. And just every time you just kind of they cut to his Bryce's face. It's just like, shit. Oh, shit damn it every time because he's like no i got this i got this he's like well nope this well nope this well nope this and just kind of outs everybody at the end um i think that's kind of a good redemption scene um after kind of the shootout betrayal that you have with her earlier on so i don't know i just think it's a really good ending there because you do get that sense of like he doesn't care if he loses like he already he's got what he wants he has all this stuff you know obviously he tries to throw himself off the off the railing balcony whatever you're fighting on and ichiban saves him so he's not like well i'm not dying here and these people need me so what's you gonna do and it's just it's it's a very um smug ending for him that i thought was very very character fitting that i really liked just because he had that overbearing confidence in everything that he did all the way through so then we get to the final end we jump back over to japan with kiryu and the gang 
you got to have the final Millennium Tower. I think that's just it's a, it's a it's a good it's a good classic. It's it's playing the hits like as soon as it's like yep, meet me at Millennium Tower. Like of course, why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we be at Millennium Tower? That's where it all has to end every time. There's so many iconic fights. That building getting built and all the history in that building. It's just it's a perfect finale for you know what what ultimately feels like for the third time Kiryu's final adventure. So. Great thing there. Um, the helicopter coming in, you gotta have the helicopter shoot, you gotta have the helicopter moment there in the tower. Works out great again. There's one fight where Daigo, Sajima, and Majima come back again to fight with you, which I thought was really cool. I was kind of, it's one of those things where I was like, ooh, okay, are you gonna make me control them? Because then I had this weird moment of like, ooh, I gotta figure out what's, who's doing buffs, who's doing debuffs, who's doing, and I like that they just tossed them into support characters, and then it's just the four of you just, beating the shit out of all of these like low level guys and just a quick easy fight with them um and of course they do the like no 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 go 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 you you got it you got it you got it so we get to the top with Ebena, who i haven't talked much about this because i i don't like him he's he, i think he's one of the weaker characters in this and i think it's just because he's it's just i'm i'm here for revenge that's it the yakuza screwed up my life didn't like the way my pants handled is bad i don't like it Mm-mm. no 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 I'm going to do everything to just punish the Yakuza, which is a motive, but it just, it never felt like there was this grander point because <laughs> he had a grand plan. I just, I don't know. He's one of those characters where I just, I can't, I can't quite decide if I really liked his plan or not. I liked the idea of like, oh yeah, like we made this deal with Palcana to basically just dump Yakuza on this island with nuclear waste. We're going to round up all the Yakuza. We're going to dump them on this island and go, huh, there you go. You're a cult problem. You're in a cult now. Ha ha ha. Gotcha. I thought that was a good way to kind of, put his plan into action and initiate kind of his revenge on this whole group of people. But it just, I don't know the whole him as a main villain central as being kind of the central villain. I don't think quite had the same gravity as Bryce did. I think Bryce kind of embodied that evil end game villain a little bit better. The random toss of him being um, Ichiban's half brother, kind of weird as well, kind of came and went again and, I don't really, I feel like it's weird to have Kiryu kind of deal with that. So I don't know. That was just kind of tossed in there. And then Kiryu's redemption as he's beating the crap out of him and he's on the floor and he's like, what do I do? You're not going to kill me. What are you going to do now? I'm just going to keep coming back. And Kiryu just climbs on top of him and is just like, I'm sorry. And it's just this moment of like, I was the fourth chairman. I could have done something. I didn't. I could have prevented all this. I could have stopped so many things from happening. And I didn't. And it's just this incredible heartfelt moment from him of just like acknowledging that like, and I think if, if Doug ever listens to this, I think Doug, that Doug's, Doug's thing with Kiryu is always like, yeah, he has a heart of gold, but he's in the Yakuza doing these things. And that's kind of always been his kind of knock on Kiryu, I think. And I think this is one of those moments where it's like taking that thing that people find is the issue with your character and going, okay, well, let's, let's put some redemption there. And it's Kiryu going like, I know I tried to do my best. I tried to help, but I know I could have done more. I was the head of this whole thing and I didn't stop it. I didn't do anything. I just kept going with it. And it was just this great moment of acknowledgement of we've kind of had this character in this weird place of like, he's a Yakuza, but he's a nice Yakuza. And it's just this great redemption moment, almost like um, 2018 God of War did for Kratos, where it's like, oh yeah, Kratos just just killing people left and right and just has none. It's like, no, 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 here's, okay, we get that. Let's put him with the sun. Let's put him, let's show him with this. And that moment just kind of solidified Kiryu as like this, like, okay, 
this is kind of the the shit that Kiryu's lived with. This is kind of the regret that he's lived with his whole life. And it's just coming out in this moment where he knows he's close to dying, where he knows he's kind of won this last battle. And it's him going like, I'm at the end and I just, I'm at the end of it. And I just need to say, I'm sorry, because clearly this whole thing wronged you and it wronged so many other people. I'm sorry. And it was just, it was such a great, such a great moment there too, um, to kind of end that part. So our class, our last two scenes. I want to spend a second on these. Kasuga running in and finding E.G. in the hotel, hotel apartment, whatever building it was, with the busted up ankle, and just him going like, you know what? Yeah, you double crossed me. Yeah, you hurt me. But like, we had some fun. Remember when we got to Y? We were just drinking and just loving life. And again, it just kind of speaks to kind of his dumb compassion, where it's just it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you did. You always get that second chance. You always have that chance. And just E.G. just sitting there going like, but, but, I, but, but you don't understand what I did. And he's going like, it's fine, man. Let's just go. I'll help you get, I'll help you go turn yourself in. We'll see what happens. And if you need me, I'm there for you no matter what. We're friends, friends at the beginning. We're going to be friends at the end. And it's just, it was really just powerful to see that, like that forgiveness piece there and that atonement. I love that kind of stuff. And then just as they walk out of the building and he's just, you know, piggyback riding him and the people start whipping trash at him it's one of those things where it's like i was like it was almost it doesn't quite get to the level of guidance it's one of those moments where like i almost was like oh man i'm gonna like tear up at this as he's like just saying like no it doesn't matter but i got you like i'm gonna take care of you like we got this i'm not gonna leave you to this stuff i'm going to be here for you it's just this really just this really powerful show of forgiveness and i'm just of like completely free complete just you are my person i'm with you and i'm here for you it's just it's so powerful it's such a just seeing where they came from again from that that shootout scene that i described before to here it's just it's crazy and i love the way that that worked out for him didn't really feel the need for him to get the shit kicked out of him that 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 kind of was like okay i don't i don't quite know why we need this in here but you know that was a minor minor thing there and then ultimately the ending haruka comes to visit carry you in the hospital um if you do all the life links uh she you almost go and visit her at um serena in camarocho and you kind of like hold back just because of some of the things that she's saying um and i actually think that scene makes it better where it's like she kind of talks about how like oh we're so strong and i don't know what i'd say to him and, da, da, da. and then you come to the ending and she walks into his hospital room and it took me a long time it kind of sat with me for a day or two of like should should there have been an interaction between the two and i still don't necessarily know i kind of like leaving it open-ended like that just because it's one of those moments where it's like now it's up to me as the player to kind of fill in the blanks of like okay but when he comes out of that treatment that he's going into like what is that reunion like what does he say what does he do and i think that leaving that open-ended is almost more powerful than the like she just runs in and gives him a hug on the hospital bed because I think there's so much built in that moment that I don't know if there was a way to play that moment out that wouldn't have almost felt disappointing in some way. So I really like that we kind of left it open-ending, open-ended. Um, and then just seeing Kiryu kind of go like for the whole game passing off. And this is where that cancer thing kind of comes full circle. It's him kind of passing off that dream and going like, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And now after having done all of this, after seeing all of this, having gone through all of this stuff in this game, 
you see him kind of going, okay, no, I'm in the hospital. I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to see what we can do. It's one of those things where like, I'm, I, I feel like I'm pathetic and stupid for saying this, but then the trophy popped up that, um, the last trophy for beating the game when it pops up and it's like, the guy asks like, who are you, Kiryu Kazuma? And then the trophy goes, Bidoop! and it says the man who reclaimed his name was just like, oh, that is so good. Cause that was, Gaiden kind of had like a little bit of like heat on it for just a dumb name. And that, that one little trophy pop just redeemed it. It was just one of those things where it's like, this isn't actually part of the game, but whew, that felt good. I liked that. Cause again, it just kind of goes, okay, no, Kiryu's back. We can use him in some way, shape, or form. And then ultimately the post credits, you get the scene of, I love you, the stupid shirts, and just the guys drinking in the bar, just like watching him. Um, and just be like, oh, he kind of learned, he kind of learned, he kind of learned. And it's like this touching scene of like, I love you, and oh, I waited for you to say that, and I love it. it's great, it's great, it's great. And then, of course, he has to go the extra step of like, whoop, nope, look at my dumbass t shirt. And it was just so in character and so great. And I just, I loved it. It was super interesting, super weird, super goofy. And I think kind of this. This way to end Ichiban's scene on a way that that is that is purely and wholly uniquely Ichiban. So that I think kind of wraps up the story. Those are kind of just my very long-winded, <laughs> not summary of the story. I, I hope it didn't sound like a summary of the story. I didn't want it to be that, but just kind of those moments that stood out and just kind of my thoughts on some of the big the big pieces in this game. It's a huge game, so um, there's a lot, but. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't go through some of just kind of the other random goofy things that kind of popped up through the game that I really, really loved. Um, so just some side story moments or bosses or just little things that I, that, that just, I saw it and giggled or saw it and laughed and saw it and went, Oh, cool. And these, I don't remember if these, I don't think these are in order. These are just kind of things that kind of popped in my brain when I was thinking about it. But early on when you kind of get the back, the bat and the party back together in Yokohama. And I think, I think it's chapter one, even where it's just like, all right, let's do this again. Just again, just so epic. It, it's not quite the, like pull the, pull the bat out of the cement that was, um, Ichiban getting those hero powers in seven, but just, it, it, it definitely was close and it was just really, really cool. The other thing, uh, getting into kind of Kiryu's bucket list, which I thought was an incredible idea. And I think this is really what put me over the top of this being my favorite game. Um, just him being able to go back to all this stuff, one of the, before I get into it, I love the fact that this game assumes that Kiryu 100%ed and did every single thing in every single prior game to this. He was like, you meet the pocket circuit guys like, oh no, like years ago, I was the, I was the best pocket circuit racer in all of Japan. And then you meet like the two girls from the cabaret club. It's like, no, no, no. He ran the greatest cabaret club in the history of this town. Every single thing of like, oh yeah, this random side story about this girl who had this keychain and how you helped her, you know, do this thing and now she's an adult. And it's just, it's just, I loved the fact that it's just like, we're going to assume you 100% of these games. If you're playing this, you probably did. I definitely didn't, but it just, it was just a weird thing to kind of take it from that perspective of like, we're not only going to reminisce about this, we're going to make the assumption that you not only know these characters, but you were the greatest batter ever the greatest golfer ever the greatest everything ever it's just just kind of a fun goofy way to look at it so the reminiscing is really cool uh i love just kind of walking around and just seeing what things popped up i'm not the type of person who has like this weird encyclopedic knowledge of things but i loved the ones where i like, kind of i got like oh that's the thing from five. Oh yeah 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 and six you did that loved all of those i thought they were really really cool i very much loved that um Ishin and Dead Souls got shout outs as like movie posters. And it's like, oh, the zombie movie. I had this really weird dream that like zombies attacked Kamarocho and I was there. And it's just, it's a really cool way to even just toss a little, a little nod to that side stuff. Life links with Date. I loved those two. I loved bringing Date back and just him just going like, yeah, but like they don't want you to like people know that they're there. But if you're just like, 
in the same room so you can kind of get a feel for how they're doing like that's okay right and i just love the 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 way that he's just kind of approached that whole thing and this kind of like edged cure you closer and closer to the list of like just now just go talk to him just go talk to him just go talk to him and of course you get um akiyama towards the end where he's just like straight up like the hell are you doing why don't you just come talk to me what's all the sneaking around bullshit and it's just great moment there I liked the first one where you see um, Tai Chi and you see kind of him like stepping into this role um, and him kind of noticing you and talking about how like you get this feeling of like just the impact that you had on his life, especially. And I, I sorry to keep going back to it, but that guided ending was so powerful to me with how just emotional Kiryu was over these kids and now seeing him grown up and being able to be in the same place and seeing him kind of be able to take a stand for something that's right. And just it was one of those moments where I just kind of just sat on it for a second and was just like whoa okay like that is like a real true legacy moment because you remember this kid from i think it's three is where you're kind of do a lot of stuff at the orphanage with him and you just have this moment of like we've kiryu's been through a lot of stuff and this kid growing up seeing kiryu and seeing how he handled things just turned into this like really person that kiryu really thought was a really great person it was just very very cool scene um, again, I think because you get kind of the framing for the rebuilding the Tojo clan from the public eye, but then from these lifelinks, you see, no, 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 Kiryu has had such an impactful, positive change on so many people that that's the true Kiryu, not this, I'm going to rebuild the Tojo clan legendary Yakuza that a lot of other people see. thought that was really cool. Um, just those lifelinks there. I went through all of those immediately. I think I stopped the game for like three hours just to try and go through and kick all of them because I was just loving it so much. Kind of sticking on um, Kiryu, the essence of remembrance for the Dragon of Dojima uh, job. <laughs> the first time it happened, I was like blown away that it was just all these like the back tattoos of all of the old villains and everything. And just like remembering all these things that had happened to him and just kind of using those moves. Very cool. Again, way to use the legacy content in this. So good. And then again, just to kind of wrap up Kiryu. Uh, the scene where he puts on that iconic jacket and walks out and you're like, oh, we've had this kind of like secret agent Kiryu the whole time. And now we've got no, no, no. Kiryu's back. He's back. We got the jacket. And you can't have a Yakuza game without the jacket rip. So you get one for both of the final fights for Ichiban and Kiryu. You gotta, gotta love the jacket rips. Weird thing, too. Um, the Lost Judgment detective showing up. I thought that was very odd. Mostly because I feel like they didn't. They didn't do anything. I don't know if I missed a side thing, but it literally just felt like, like, eh, I know these guys. They're over there. And, of course, we don't get, you know, the the main guys from Judgment. We don't get um, Yagame and Kaito. We get the random guys who kind of spun off their own office into Yokohama, and they're just, they just sit there. <laughs> and I kind of just, for, like, the next hour or two, was like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to the bar, and they're going to be there. I'm going to go back, and they're going to be there. And it's like, no, no, they just kind of popped in. We went, those guys, too, and moved on with our lives. Just, just goofy things, so I love tying it all together like that, though. So, very cool. We've got three ridiculous bosses, and again, I didn't do all the side stuff. There are a couple other ones that were kind of ridiculous, but the three ones that stand out. Got to fight the, the big old excavators again. I love that we doubled it this time. We got two, and then um, jumping in them and launching them across the street. Fantastic. You get just so, so goofy. Love it. Completely love it. And then the other two I've got... Um, coming from kind of the going to the um, Pelicana Island, the shark. I love the shark. There's the opening scene where it's just like messing with people and it's eating people off the back of the boat. My wife is like, a, for some reason, a weirdly huge fan of Jaws. And so I've seen that movie way too many times. Probably not a good movie, but 
you just see that it, it's just so reminiscent of jaws it's so so well done i just love the dumb shark and then of course you know you come back and we're going back to the island and now you get to fight the shark and just the shark just like jumping up and just slapping everybody and he doesn't move across great boss fight love the shark everything about that both times flawless no notes and then finally right before you fight bryce you get to fight the giant squid that's like the guardian of the island again just goofy fight i love it um i love that it eats you and then you have to fight its inside so you've got like if it eats whoever it eats you've got your three guys on the outside eats one so you're just fighting on the outside and then we cut into the inside of the squid for you to like smack whatever organs it was and then it spits you back i just just dumb love the dumb stuff I do think this game has an excellent ending. I think it puts everybody where we need to be. It puts everybody in happy spots. You've got Ichiban finally learning how to be in a relationship. We've got the crew just hanging at the bar, having drinks. Kiryu's trying to get himself help. Um, Finally meeting up with Haruka again. We got kind of resolution for everybody, but this game's incredible. I'm sure it's selling insanely well as well. I think I saw that somewhere, but if not, it should be. We know more is coming. So where do we go next from Infinite Wealth? So first of all, is there more Yakuza? Because I think this, and I think as we've gone through, we've been slowly stepping away from the Yakuza. Six was very much like a small scale group, right? Seven is the great dissolution. So, okay, we're losing Tojo Nomi. Those are gone. They're gone. They're done. Gaiden is very focused on, okay, you just have some ties to the Yakuza. And now in this Siryu clan comes in and fills that power vacuum, but they're shut down by the end. So we're kind of at this point where we don't have the Yakuza anymore as bad guys. So I'm kind of curious as to what fills in that role. And is there a way to kind of bring that back? Just because the series was Yakuza, I think I think part of the name switch is just as we kind of tone out, fade out of the just Yakuza stories over and over again, is that we fade into some, or we kind of bring in some new things here. So I'm curious, like how much how much Yakuza is in the next one? I think the the cult Palkana having the the biggest impact in this. I think that was a good move. It just kind of it, it gave the game and the series kind of a breath of fresh fresh life, where it's not just like, oh yeah, the Tojo's trying to get this part again, or oh yeah, this time the government's actually in league with the Omi Alliance. Like it's like no no no, here's something brand new. It's a cult. There's some weird stuff going on here. So. I'm hoping that we can kind of get more of that and kind of maybe step away from the Yakuza a little bit more, especially with the more these things, the more those groups fade apart, the less impact they should have on their role in society. I am curious um, where the Daijo faction comes in, because if you do finish all the lifelinks, they're very, very not happy with Kiryu and Date about what he's doing. So even with um, Kiryu's handler being killed, they're still out there. And I think they've got to be not happy with Kiryu about how he's kind of come back from some of this stuff. So I'm curious how that goes. And again, it, the game talks a little bit about how all these governments are secretly in league and kind of secretly know what's going on um, with Siri Clan and Palkana. So I'm curious if maybe the next one we kind of get into some of the shadow government stuff. The Daijo faction are kind of the bad guys. And they're kind of, they, they talk a lot about how they're secretly pulling the strings. Not to get too Metal Gear Solid, but kind of that Patriots type thing of like, do we go after those type of people in the next game? So just some thoughts. I don't know. Obviously, Ichiban, I think, is set up flawlessly to be the next protagonist and to keep his role. Yakuza, after the first couple games, started sidelining Kiryu a little bit more, and we got. You know, some of our other three, four, and five have multiple protagonists. Zero, you play 
multiple protagonists. This obviously play multiple protagonists. So I'm curious if we get a second protagonist, somebody new to step in maybe in the next one. Um, obviously Ichiban is there, but I think Kiryu is kind of at the point now with all this stuff where he's he's got to go more to the uh, the on the side character. They're like, okay, he can be the bartender <laughs> and give your gang advice because between cancer treatments between all the things he's gone through between his age all that stuff like at some point like you got to start fading him out so i think i think the next game we kind of get him a little more on the side but does this rpg take i don't think quite lends itself as well to having three i think i think five might have three protagonists um four protagonists i don't remember exactly but having those several protagonists in here i don't necessarily know if the rpg leads to that as well because the group thing works so much better but i wonder if do we see kind of like we did this here where we start as a group and then maybe we splinter again the other kind of things where do we go you know obviously this series likes reusing locations which i love again you get to go back and revisit these places that you know and see how they changed um, that was one of my favorites of playing through zero through six really quick was seeing like Camarocho Hills develop and how that area changed and seeing Millennium Tower and where that came from. So I love that stuff. But I think with them introducing Hawaii now, there's going to be this expectation of like, OK, where are we at next time? Because we can't just keep are they going to go back to just no, well, now we have a Hawaii and a Japan or are we going to take that big jump? and go? OK, well, now we're in. I don't know. Let's go basic and say new york city you know are we are we somewhere else random around the world like what's going on there i think that'd be kind of cool to see someone new location and ultimately what's the weird side story we're getting we know we're gonna get something are we gonna get another like five hour kiryu game here are we gonna get five hours five hours focused on some weird thing that nanba got up to who knows but there's gonna be more which i'm excited about because i absolutely adore this series i loved it just such a great game easily one of my favorites of all time zero has always been kind of my favorite yakuza game and i think this definitely steps above that in terms of my favorite in the series it's a great game i'm sure i forgot to talk about some cool stuff here and i think i got talking really fast because i do that when i get excited but i loved it there's some stuff i missed feel free to leave it in the comments um your favorite moments other things that happened uh you can subscribe to our channel there's a link to support us on coffee below We'll see you later.